wasn't cheating. You can die. For that matter, you can both die. If he invites us to stay, then we'll go. We'll leave anyway. He's got to invite us to stick around. You're drawing it. He's ready. You don't know how fast he is. I'm over the hill, but it can't happen to you. And that's just what I want to hear. Washington Post. Yes, yes. What is it? If you're going to do it, do it right. Here are my notes. If you're going to hype it, hype it with the facts. I don't mind what you did. I mind the way you did it. Bill of Rights? What Bill of Rights? We don't have any Bill of Rights. We don't have free speech in this country. We never will have. What are you telling me to do? Sit by and shut up just because it's dangerous? I'm telling you it's a win. That's what I'm telling you. And that those men and their families are only going to get hurt. And that nothing is going to change. Nothing. And after jail, after five or six years of bad blood, when it's practical, for some fascist producer to hire some communist writer to save his ass because his hit movie's in trouble, he'll do it! I really want to get a shot of the three of you men. Give me the camera, Calvin. Not please. until I get a picture of the two of you. Hell. Hang on a second. Give me the damn camera! It's people that call you dirty because you got the guts to stick your hands in the mud and try to build something better. And the idea that those people could be happy today makes me really, really angry. Some shantuzzi woke him though, and he put the feds on me. You mean you blew it? Luther didn't tell me you had a big mouth. You didn't tell me you was a screw-up either. Well, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Yes, why are we talking about Robert Redford? Yes, it's his birthday. Yes, 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 yes. All of those questions that my friend taught me is always give my audience a promise. A promise of importance, of trivia that you probably didn't know. Now raise your hand if you've ever heard of the Sundance Film Festival. I have. And do you know who started the Sundance Film Festival? Robert Redford. Director, actor, producer. Often would play good guys and bad guys. In that clip I just played for you from Captain America and the Winter Soldier where he played a really bad guy. He was born Charles Robert Redford Jr. August 18th, 1936 in Santa Monica, California. And actually went to school with Natalie Wood and later starred with her in Inside Daisy Clover in 1965. But... It was the 1969 George Roy Hill directed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with Paul Newman that made him a star. It was 
major, and from there they did Jeremiah. He did Jeremiah John uh, Jeremiah Johnson fifty years ago, and The Sting forty nine years ago. He's only been nominated for an acting award once, and that was for The Sting. He won Best Director for Ordinary People. Just amazing. Or actually, no, he won Best Picture. He didn't win Director because Warren Beatty won won Director. Actors who become directors. Robert Redford is no exception. Why are we talking about him? Because the Sundance Film Festival wouldn't exist without him. It bears the name of the character that made him famous. With the financial proceeds of his acting success, starting with the salaries from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Downhill Racer, Redford brought a ski, bought a ski area on the east side of Mount uh, Timanangos, northeast of Provo, Utah, called Timpaven. He renamed it Sundance. After his Sundance uh, kid character, Redford's wife Lola was from Utah, and they had built a home in the area in 1963. Portions of the movie Jeremiah Johnson, a film which is both of Redford's favorites and one of that heavily influenced him, was shot near the ski area. Redford found, later founded the Sundance Film Festival, which became the country's largest festival for independent films. In 2008, Sundance exhibited 125 feature films, feature-length films from 34 countries, with more than 50,000 attendees attending venues at the Sundance Resort, Salt Lake City, and Park City, Utah. Robert Redford also founded the Sundance Institute. Sundance Cinemas, Sundance Catalog, and the Sundance Channel, all in around the Park City, 30 miles north of the Sundance Ski Area. Redford also owned a Park City restaurant, Zoom, that closed in 2017. Sundance Productions. Redford is a president and co-founder of Sundance Productions with Laura... How do you say her name? This guy's an icon. Machalchison. Most recently, Sundance Production Productions produced Chicagoland, CNN, Cathedrals of Culture, Berlin Film Festival, The March, PBS, and Emmy nominees All the President's Men Revisited, Discovery, Isabella Rossellini's Green Porno Live, and To Russia with Love on Epics. Since founding the nonprofit Sundance Institute, in Park City, Utah, in 1981, Redford has deeply been involved with independent film. Through his various workshop programs and popular film festival, Sundance has provided much-needed support for independent filmmakers. In 1995, Redford signed a deal with Showtime to start a 24-hour cable television channel devoted to airing independent films, the Sundance Channel, premiered on February 29, 1996. That's why... We're talking about Robert Redford because he gave back. Very few, few filmmakers do that. Very few. And he did it in a very enormous way. When I think of independent filmmakers, I think of Cassavetes. I think of uh, Robert Downey Sr., from, you know, Putney Swope. I think of the black exploitation films, you know, Gordon, Gordon Parks, who did Shaft. Um, and then there's another one who often gets left in the dust. But he's very, very important because his son also became a director, Mario Van Peebles. And he is the son of 
Melvin Van Peebles, who died last year. Now, Melvin Van Peebles was an independent filmmaker. And so these independents, you think of it, back in the day, found, funded their own films, bankrolled their homes. It really scared their families, too. I mean, think about that. If the film didn't do well, they're out on the streets, including Cassavetes. What Robert Redford did is he gave independent cinema a home, funding, backers, a chance to be seen on screen for millions of people, people from all over the world, go to Sundance. And that name comes from the film that made him a star. It could have been The Sting, The Sting a Film Festival, but no. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Iconic film. If you think of what happened with Butch Cassidy and that friendship, that partnership with him and um, Paul Newman. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And the sting, you know, the sting. I was watching Jaws not too long ago. And it was reminded me that Robert Shaw was in The Sting. And he plays such a mean character in The Sting. It never really smiles. And you look at him in Jaws, complete opposite. Complete opposite. Who do you think you're talking to, Aaron Boy? Nobody sets me up. Take him back to the baggage room. Put one in his ear. I saved there were four witnesses at that table. And go back. Get another goddamn son of a bitch. We'll dump him in the first tunnel we hit. Doyle, we're going to be in the station in a couple of minutes. Think it'll look too good you killing a guy you owe money to. There's better ways of taking him down. What do you think Shaw would do to me if he knew I was telling you this? Okay. Why the rat? I want to take over his operation and I need you to help me break him. Get away from me. Why? I want to fight him. He'll kill us. Maybe. You want to die? Do you? All right. I'll jump first. No. Then you jump first. No, I said. What's the matter with you? I can't swim. (laughs) That's such a great moment where it's like they've been friends for years. That's why Robert Redford, Robert Redford is an icon on screen and off screen. As a director, as an actor, as a philanthropist, as the founder of Sundance. Film Festival. This is Robert Redford talking about the Sundance Resort. Well, I guess it all started with a simple ride over 50 years ago. And I'd taken a side road and come up through this canyon, which is called Provo Canyon, where everything is kind of very tight, narrow, and confined. And, and then suddenly the landscape just opened up, and I saw this majestic view of a giant mountain. I guess I knew this was where I wanted to put a stake in the ground. 
And it was idyllic because it was so raw and, and kind of primitive, which made me fall in love with the whole canyon. A few years later, when I could afford it, I bought two acres of land for $500 and built a cabin for my family. But change is inevitable, so it was just a matter of time before this whole beautiful area was going to be discovered. I realized it would be developed away from what I loved. At that point, I pledged to do everything in my power to preserve it. And I guess that was the birth of Sundance Mountain Resort. So we built a tree room restaurant early on, centered around a 65-foot pine tree. And I wanted the interior to resemble something modern with sort of an artistic look. And I had been inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright's Talesian West and his North Parapet Wall. It kind of had the appearance of an artist's palette, and I was really taken with it. So I decided to employ that here at Sundance. And then Sundance became a place where I could meld my two loves of nature and art. And I realized that if I could do that with some sustainability, then it could become a legacy for people that love the area. So the amphitheater became a place where that vision came to life. And its unique stage and song performances have been a staple here now for decades. Other resorts have had more money than I did to build bigger things, but there was a human quality that was missing. A love of the land. A feeling of the land. If you put a root deep enough in the ground, what blossoms will inspire others to come. So what's at the core of Sundance? What's the flame that started any of this? It's about storytelling. I came from a storytelling family, and my life has been about storytelling from the beginning. And the history of Sundance is a story to be told. When I was young, I would read books at the library, and they were always about a world that was bigger than the one I was growing up in. And I loved being able to feel like I had a window to a larger world. And there are very few phrases more thrilling to me than once upon a time. And I can't imagine any child that doesn't feel the same way. My hope is that everyone who experiences Sundance will feel like they have a glimpse into that larger world and that they'll come away with their own story to tell. The reason I started Sundance was because I felt that the mainstream was completely controlling exhibition. And I just felt there were a whole lot of other people out there who were talented, who had stories to be told, but they were undisciplined because they had not had a chance to develop themselves. So that's what led to the idea of starting the Sundance Institute. I said, well, what would happen if we had a, a, a development program in nature and see what kind of effect that nature would have on the filmmakers? But the bottom line point was to give new filmmakers a chance to have their stories told and be seen. So we did that. And we could see that we were helping them get their films made. But because we were a nonprofit, we couldn't follow them all the way into the profit zone. So the only thing I could think of was, well, if we can, if we can create a, a place for the films to be seen and at least create a community of the filmmakers to come see each other's work, then maybe that could start something. So that's what led to the idea of the festival. And so that's why I wanted to talk about Robert Redford. Because he gave back to his community. He gave back to the community of his personal life. And then he came back to give back. He gave back to the community of his professional life. And so I could play all of his films. He's been in a whole bunch of films. From The Way We Were with Barbara Streisand. 
to Barefoot in the Park with Jane Fonda, inside Daisy Clover with Natalie Wood, to The Sting with Paul Newman, and the film that made him a star, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, followed by Jeremiah Johnson. The list goes on The Candidate, where Natalie Wood also makes an appearance in that. All the President's Men. I mean, you know, Out of Africa, not one of my favorites. The Natural. The Natural came on not too long ago, and I was watching it, and he was playing an aging baseball player. And it was so profound to watch just just how he builds a character. And that really is the legacy of Robert Redford as he brings, like many actors, part of himself to the screen. But also he always gives back. He doesn't forget where he comes from. He doesn't forget how he got his start. And so he gives others their starts. Try this one, Grandpa. See, as a youngster, I was I was frightened of the dark, and uh, I used to wake up sobbing in it as if it was water, and I was drowning in it. But as you will observe, I have so thoroughly disciplined myself against that fear that now I much prefer a dark room. The only thing I know about the dark is you can't see in it. Oh. And so, that's the career of Robert Redford. He's 86 years young. He stopped acting, although maybe one day he'll come back. He's still working on films. He's still producing. He still, uh, you know, helps put in the Sundance Film Festival. So that really is his legacy. Not many people can say that, that their legacy is to give back to others. He gave back to us through films. He gave back to us through directing films. But he also gave back to the budding filmmakers who would never have had a chance financially, artistically, to even be backed by a studio. Because this is outside of the mainstream. And that's how I really have the utmost respect for Robert Redford 
is that he's thinking outside of the box. The box is the mainstream. So many documentaries, so many really great independent films have premiered at Sundance. And they've gone from there. They've gone to win awards. They've gone to be very successful. They've also gone to be classics that we revere so highly. And so as a filmmaker, as a podcaster, I want to thank Robert Redford for what he does for independent cinema, for letting those stories be told, for giving them the light that they deserve, because the mainstream is not going to help them. The studios are not going to help them. And Redford gives them the greatest stage on earth, and that's Sundance, the Sundance Film Festival. So that, my friends, of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is really a celebration of Robert Redford for his life, for his success, and for giving us a, a film festival that is now synonymous with giving filmmakers that push, that extra push that they need financially and presentation-wise. He also started the Sundance Film, Film Channel, which is going strong. He's directed films. He's produced them. But at the heart of it, He's giving us films continuously through the film festivals. So as always, unpleasant dreams. Thank you, Robert Redford.